You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Father of Lies is the title of this devotion. Of course, we know, those of us who know the Bible, that Jesus called Satan, the devil, the father of lies. Right here in John chapter 8, starting at verse 42, Jesus says, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my words. You are of your father, the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me, and so forth. Jesus here shows that Lying, deception, came forth from the devil. Never comes from God because God cannot lie. And you see, Jesus was here trying to help these precious souls who had been laid snare of, hold of, and were under the control of the devil And it showed they were under the control of the devil because when the truth came to them, they could not connect with it. They could not connect with it. It's the deception, the lie, that kept them from connecting. And we need to realize when we're dealing with truth and deception, we're often dealing with demonic forces. We're often dealing with the devil's stronghold, stranglehold on people's lives. I mean, think about it. Right in Genesis chapter 3, if we go there for a second, we see how this force of darkness, this deception came into the world. In Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Again, what did the devil say? He says, has God indeed said? So he's saying it in a manner to create question. You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Has God said to you that you're not allowed to eat of the trees in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we might eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. 
but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Right? God had said not to eat it. And anyway, and he had said they would die if they did. Now listen. Then the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. See the lie? God said, You will surely die if you do it. Satan said, you will surely not die. And here we can see that life has a way of presenting itself to us as a choice. Moses would say to the children of Israel, I place before you life by obeying what God says or death by disobeying what God says. Moses said the exact same thing. Choose, he said, life. Do what God says. Come on, folks. We have a responsibility in the way that our life is. You cannot just say, well, God knows. Why well, if God wants it? Well, God... No, we know God's will and we choose it every day and we refuse the enemy's suggestions, the enemy's temptations. We say no to it. We withstand the devil and so much so that he flees from us, the Bible says. Stand fast, resist the devil, stand fast in faith and he will flee. But my goodness, do you have to make your choice clear? There has to be, especially for us like myself, a married man, there has to be a no when it comes to the devil's lying temptations of adultery. No, no, no. And the devil can whisper, yeah, but you and your wife aren't doing very well, but she's not treating you very well. No. And you cast off those feelings of temptations, those deceptive feelings of self-pity. You're not so happy at home. And no, you've got to have a forceful, powerful no against the devil's lies. Oh, come on, folks. You've got to stand fast against him. And your choice has been made. And you have inside of you that choice and it's strong. And the devils lied to Eve and said, you shall, you shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and, it, and a tree... Uh, and a tree desiring, desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. The devil was right there. Her husband was right there, and he didn't say to her, if, 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 come on, come on, we know what God's, we know what God said. Don't, come on, honey, let's leave it. Let's not even go here. He didn't say anything. And the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked and they sewed thick leaves together and made themselves coverings. Why? Because they became shameful, they became fearful and everything that comes along with following the lies of the devil is destruction and mayhem and sorrow and evil. And you know, there's something 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 10 says this. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved again with all unrighteous deception among those who perish 
because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. You see, I really believe, friends, for us to not be snared by the lies of Satan, we have to be convinced of the truth by God and we have to love it. We have to love it. There has to be something in us that loves the truth. Oh, the truth is not just dogma. It's not just theology. It is God himself. God is truth, the God of truth. Jesus said, I am the truth, the way and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. You see, the truth, friends, is, is a affection for God himself. It's an affection for God himself and for us to be able to be saved from the deception of the devil's lies that can come with such a twisting, turning and moving to, 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 to snare us and deceive us. We have to have a love of the truth to be able to withstand it, to be able to recognize it for what it is and go, I don't know. Years ago, when our daughter, who's now 25 years old and an amazing, beautiful woman of God, married to my son-in-law, Jamie, whom I love with all my heart. But when Mariah was a little bitty girl, she got baptized in the Holy Spirit within the first year of her birth, when she was just a baby. I'll never forget it. Oh, I'll never forget it, how she was baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we were laying on the bed watching a little bit of television and it was a new program that started and there was beautiful meadows with beautiful orchestrate, orchestrating music, symphony of music. It was beautiful and the meadows and the sunlight shining through all the beautiful lavender and flower, all kinds of flowers there. And I was laying there and I was just enjoying the music and looking at the beautiful scene and all of a sudden Mariah, she said to me when she was just a little baby, maybe one and a half years old, she said, Daddy, Daddy, this is not good. This is bad, Daddy. This is bad, Daddy. So I clicked the button to see what it was, and it was some evil program. But the way that it snared you in through the beauty of the picture and the music, and her spirit was more sensitive to, than mine to pick it up, that there was another force behind it. It's kind of like that serpent that was more cunning and had a way of speaking to Eve that beguiled her that she didn't recognize Satan behind it. But she should have because of the lie. But you see, you cannot detect a lie unless you're convinced of the truth and you cannot hold fast to the truth unless you love it, unless it entertains you, unless it makes you feel, oh, heaven, heaven, come down and glory filled my soul. Oh my goodness, I love these thoughts. I love them, I love them, I desire them, I long them for them to fill my heart, you see. And it says here in Psalm 25, David says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. But let those be ashamed to deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Here it comes. Lead me 
in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. David was having a real love for truth and he was wanting to connect with it. He was wanting it to manifest to him and guide him, lead me in your truth. You see, the word truth is the word amen in Hebrew. And it is made up of the first, middle, and last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And the rabbis conclude that all of creation is held up by truth because it is so all-compassing. And friends, I so plead with you today that you grow in a real love for truth, so much so that from within, through the knowledge of the truth, you shun all that would defile and blind you and corrupt you from perceiving it, from connecting with it. Jesus said, the reason you cannot hear me because the devil's got a hold of you with his deception, with his lies. And I have seen this. I have seen this many, many times. I have seen people being beguiled and often the deception is behind something that's captured their affection. Their desire for love, their desire for enjoyment of life is often what captured them. And the Apostle Paul, my friends, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he says to the people there in verse 3 of 11, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ, from the purity, the innocence, the childlike loving affection that you have in Jesus. That Jesus is so real to you that Jesus is your life, that Jesus is your light and your salvation, that Jesus is your way to the Father and your fellowship of perfect harmony with Him without any sense of condemnation, sense of shame or guilt, but perfect acceptance in the Beloved, as Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, where Jesus has your whole life. He is the joy of your salvation. He is the hope of your calling. In Him you are complete. In Him you are holy, righteous before the Father. In Him you're blessed with every spiritual blessing. Him, oh, He is better to you than life itself because He is life. And Paul says, I'm afraid for you that like Eve was deceived by Satan, so your hearts are corrupted. They're no longer having that joy of salvation in Jesus. They're no longer thinking about Him. They're no longer worshiping the Father through the Son. They're no longer saying, Oh, Jesus, Jesus, love me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. That is the name above every name. And oh, thank you, Father, that you have accepted me through your Son and that I'm now holy and righteous through You see, that joy of salvation isn't real to the person. And I want to take you for a moment here to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 31. 
Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciple indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And they answered and said to him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. So how can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And this is where our childlike sensitivity, like I shared with you about Mariah, needs to be so real day and night that we love the truth that we receive through communion with the Lord Jesus by hearing his word, by connecting with him, and that, that his words are life to us and healing to our flesh, and it constantly revives us inwardly, renews us inwardly, and we love hearing his word, and we hunger for it, and we connect for it. That's the love of the truth in us. And that we are being taught by the Lord Jesus and through his word, we know the truth. We know the truth. We know it. We perceive it. We recognize it. We live in it and anything contradicting, we shun it. And you see, when the Lord Jesus Christ by his spirit lives in you, he constantly manifests in you that freedom from the nature of sin so that you can be conformed and transformed into his likeness in your mannerisms, in your thoughts, in your ideas, in your desires, in your pursuits, in your ways of speaking, in your ways of responding, that you are more and more like him by his spirit. And that is the freedom that he gives from self and from the world that you can change. You don't live in this muddy, shady mindset that, oh, I'll never change, I'll never change. Oh, I keep making these mistakes. Oh, I keep on making a mess of myself. I, I just can never change, I'll never change. See, you don't live in that muddiness. No, you're saying, oh, my loving Savior, by your spirit in me, you are conforming, transforming me into your likeness. And I'm being changed from one degree of your glory to another. Oh, my Savior, your mercies are new to me every morning. Great is your faithfulness from everlasting to everlasting. I'll give you praise for the good work you began in me. You will perfect and complete. I am your handiwork, my Savior. Recreate through your life and me into your likeness. Oh, I give you praise. I give you praise for your meekness, guarding my heart, your humility, guiding my thoughts and feelings, your gentle kindness, enabling me to represent you. Oh, Jesus, I worship you. That's the spirit of truth. That's loving the truth, abiding in the truth, acknowledging, recognizing the truth, living within you. It's the spirit of truth, Jesus said that proceeds from the Father in John 15, 26, that bears witness of his life in you. And you are now Christ conscious instead of self-conscious. Wow. It's awesome. Amen. Have a good day.